Gundam style gamers, how's it going? This is Wow Cool Robot, your cool robot podcast, the only one. The only well, I okay. Look, <laughs> we don't have we don't have as much of an adversarial relationship to the other Gundam podcasts as I do to the other Yu-Gi-Oh podcasts and my other, you know, the other side <laughs> of me. We're fr- we're very nice to the other Gundam podcasts. Mobile Suit Breakdown, The Great Gundam Project, Mechanist and G, we all love you. We're friends. I have actually been meaning to check them out. I have not yet. Um, you should. I really, I really like, I really like listening to Mechanista and G. It's just cool. Like, <clears throat> that's a great name. I know, right? It's it's much more of the Wow Cool Robot spectrum of things, where it's you know, it's it, it's two hosts talking about like the, the 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 mobile suits of Gundam, really. Um, sometimes mobile armors. And they're kind of a companion podcast to Great Gundam Project. They're on the same network. So it's kind of like they have these cool coded spoiler warnings based on how much Great Gundam Project has seen. So if you count up with that, you know, they'll tell you what you'll be spoiled on, which is cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. And and um, Mobile Suit Breakdown is like <laughs> the intellectuals Gundam podcast, I'd say. <laughs> they do an absolutely unreal amount of research and it is so daunting to me. But, I mean, they make good money doing it, and they clearly love it and have the passion. And it's like, damn, maybe I'll get to do that one day. But I don't want to do the research, so I'll have to find something else to make money doing podcasting with. Couldn't be me. Yeah, yeah, so it goes. How are we doing, Jake? I am doing pretty well. I uh, got my belly full of burgi. I got a nice boba tea here, and I'm <sighs> ready to go. I tell you what, Jake, I also have a belly full of burgi. I had burgi for dinner. I had Bergie for dinner. Wow, I had Bergie for dinner in my new apartment. Oh, snap. It's it's nice. I love it. We got everything unpacked and set up in two days. My girlfriend was very tired afterwards. She basically, she probably didn't want me to, you know, go at this pace I was going, but. It's a pretty superhuman pace. I'm impressed. I did it. I was covered in bruises. I was so sore. My hands felt like they were made of wood, but came out the other side. Great. I have to buy some sound foam because my desk in our office right now is right in the corner of the wall and it's right next to a window. So I get a weird echo and a little bit of background noise, especially when the train goes by because we live like a minute away from train tracks. So you might be hearing a big old toot toot during this recording. Who could possibly say? <laughs> but um, it's nice. It it's It's refreshed my vibes fully. And I was so excited, Jake. I was so excited to watch more Gundam. I was like, yeah, also got to be a great time. Uh, but the episodes kind of, um, they weren't fun. <laughs> There's been worse fun. ones. No, here's the, here's the thing. I'm not saying they're bad episodes, but I'm saying they're not fun episodes. <laughs> that's very, that's very fair. There's episodes that are like, it's about that time in the show. We're going to show you that war is bad. And I said, wait, no, I won't go back to the wow cool robot. But, you yeah. know, all, nothing gold can say, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Jake, I figure we can get into it now that we're giving it a preface. Would you like to go over the summary? And by the way, I, I've i been very busy this week. This is in a makeup recording. We're recording several days after our usual recording time. And I didn't quite have enough full time to, like, you know, watch this on my own time. So I may or may not have watched these episodes during work. I didn't have time to write a summary. But I found out, I found out the Gundam Wiki has summaries for all the episodes. Except for Zeta, for some reason. Like... Zeta, they kind of cut off after like a third of the way through. But for Double Zeta, they got episode summaries for the whole thing. So maybe I'll just be using those from now on because it's less work for me. You know, save a couple minutes every week. I can use that time to play Monster Hunter. Anyway, Hell Jake, yeah. 
tell us about uh, tell us about this first episode that we are. Uh, that, that, what am I saying? You know what to do, Jake. <laughs> Go for it. Episode nineteen. Pull an Axis. Pretending to surrender with the double Zeta as an offering, Judo once again goes to Axis. But Glimmy, thinking that Judo and Rue are in a relationship, has Judo imprisoned. Judo tricks Pull into letting him go, but the angry Alpio Plo... I cannot say her name right. When it's yeah, like whatever, that. who cares, you got it, one. <laughs> the angry Alpio Plo takes Lena back and then flies off in pursuit in the Quebly Mark II. Yeah, this one's good. This one isn't the, um... I mean, this one hits hard in a different way than the later ones, but this one, I liked it. It's fun. I Axis, good place. I like L people. I like Glemmy. I like Judo. I like the dynamic all these characters are having with each other. It's very fun. It's good. It was me. a it was a really good time. And um also mm. to part the kimono a little bit as well. <laughs> um I watched these like Max said we're recording them late. I, re- I watched these a while ago. So going through my notes, I'm some of this might be kind of new to me. <laughs> and I'm looking it's forward like, to it. If you watch the episode far enough in advance when you're recording it, it's like you're watching the episode for the first time. Because <laughs> my brain is a sieve. It's like Christopher Nolan's memento. You get to see the notes that you left for yourself in the future when you don't remember. <laughs> you say, wow. And you get your notes and say, why does it say, do not believe his lies in a picture of Mash Marcello in my notes? <laughs> like, I have one right here. I'm guessing it means he was picking his nose, but I just have Mondo's knuckle deep in the old gold mine. And... I don't remember what that was about. I mean, I watch these episodes today, and I don't remember what that was about either, so we'll find out together. <laughs> so, starting out, we got Eno and Millie are returning to the Argama without Judo. As a reminder, last week, Judo flew back into Axis to rescue Lena, and Eno and Millie left because they're like, all right, uh, we're going to go back to the Argama. We're supposed to go, you know, following rules and all that. They just, they, they, we don't, there's not much here. They just kind of return so we know where they are. And... We cut over, we get another short scene of Haman on an Axis ship going through an asteroid field heading towards uh, Earth, I presume. And she's back with the good hair. Yes, she dried her hair off. Good for her. Put the product in it. Oh, yeah. You think, I I imagine she's like Sephiroth, where Sephiroth uses an entire bottle of shampoo and conditioner every time he showers. Haman uses like an entire container of pomade to get her hair like that every time she showers. (laughs) I can see it. She has to use, like, the nuclear furnace of a Gundam to dry her hair that well. <laughs> um, and we see, outside of Axis now, we see some Zakus. I guess they're not... I don't believe they're Hyzax. I think they're just straight-up Zakus. Like, leftovers yeah, they were, from... they were Zaku-2s. Hell yeah, Zaku-2s. They're, like, hanging out. They're scanning the asteroid field, looking for dummies. Because I guess they know Judo is still, you know, sneaking about. And, of course, we do see Judo sneaking about inside an asteroid dummy in the Double Zeta. And, uh... Then Glimmy is back on the axis, and he's he's talking about how the double Zeta double Zeta must be close by, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, he opens the door to where Beecha and Mondo are being kept under guard. Duh, boys! And uh, so he he's going to interrogate them and ask them what they know, but mm-hmm. of course the simp just asks them what they think of Ruluka, <laughs> and of course. Lovely little boy Mondo says, oh, Rue, I think she's interested in judo. And Glemmy immediately does chat glowing red eyes real shit and says, tell me everything you know, young man. <laughs> Who the hell is judo? He does not. Oh, he's not happy about this one bit. No, he's so mad. And of course, speak of the devil, as he's sort of talking to, to them about Rue, judo shows up. He just kind of like heads directly into the hangar of the Axis. 
And he like to, you know, a bunch of Zeon soldiers are have their guns aimed at him. And like, we're going to shoot. What the fuck are you doing, kid? Get, you got a weapon in here. And he opens the he opens the little cockpit of the Gundam. He's like, hey, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, hey buddies. Hey, how's it going? This is a gift to Axis. I'm not going to shoot. This is merely a gift. I'm, I'm coming here as a gift. I'm being nice. Don't shoot and kill me, please. And Glimmy shows up and he totally believes it. He thinks that he's come to turn to their side. <laughs> and he says, by the way, what's your name, you, you, you very nice, polite young man who was raised well, who's never done anything wrong to slight me personally? Hi there, I'm Judo Ashta. One thousand years, Dungeon! <laughs> but, but I brought you the doubles data. He hates this kid immediately. It's so good. He's so nice to Judo. Presumably, he doesn't know what Judo is. He thinks, oh, if people, if if these little two knuckleheads, Beach and Mon, are going to defect from from the Argama, surely this kid's going to too. And then, you know, in slow motion, Judo Ashta. Glemmy just immediately, like, Super Saiyan rage mode. It's so funny. He's like, okay, you're going to jail, motherfucker. And honestly, he has a point. It's way, it's 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 kind of way more effective and wise to like get rid of him and just have somebody new pilot the double zeta because like hey what if he's lying what if yeah it's like i i, I don't know if glemmy would have jailed him had he not known he was judo like yeah again, that's true it, it really like i i couldn't tell if glemmy was just going along with it and knew something was up or was genuinely gonna be like oh yeah you know, these guys defected. You might as well be defecting too. And then he learns it's Judo, his mortal enemy, and then he puts him in jail. But like, either way, he puts him in jail and LP pull rolls up in this point and she's like, ah, Judo! And and she's so happy to see him and, and Glimmy's like, oh, you know this little motherfucker? And LP is like, LP, I'm gonna call her Pull. I don't want to call her LP. <laughs> pull is like, oh yeah, he's really great with the ladies. And then Glemmy like, goes Super Saiyan 3. He's so fucking mad, dude. I see you're a nice guy to every girl you meet, Judo. <laughs> it's so it's like, funny. Oh, no, she's dead. Glemmy's so mad, and he, you know, he throws Judo in jail. Pull does not like this at all, but Glemmy sort of notes that, well, Pull, you dumb idiot girl, this isn't good for you either because your psychom you got all fucked up when you fought Judo, so something's up with this little noodle head. So I order you to stay away from him. And then Pull says, yes, 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 Mr. Toto, absolutely, I will stay away from him. I will follow your rules perfectly to the T. She looks directly in the camera. She says all that. And then after she leaves, um, <clears throat> she or she calls him an idiot and then leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he goes on a little rant. Apparently, mm -hmm. being a pilot coarsens you, which means Rue Luca shouldn't be a pilot. And then he cries to the heavens, don't do it, Rue Luca. And Rue Luca hears this. Yes, yeah, she got her own little new type moment. Oh, so here's the thing. This is, okay. New type is a two-way street, or maybe it's two one-way streets. The analogy is already getting away from me, but we've shown that a new type can pick up on someone who's not a new type, and a new type can send a message to some. Or sorry, a non-new type can pick up a new type message that is sent to them. At the same time, the reverse can also be true. So I don't know if this this like the long and short of it is that this can mean that either Rue is a new type and Glemmy isn't. Or Glemmy's a new type and Rue isn't. Or they're both new types. I don't think the answer's clear yet. But one of them's a new type, at least. Maybe For both. Sure. Who could possibly say? I mean, fucking, look, it's double Zane. Everyone's a fucking new type at this point, right? We all know this by now. All children are new types. A A C A N. <laughs> all children are new types. A, a can. <laughs> um, so, 
we, yeah, and, and she's in a dummy with L right now. You know, she's in Zeta, L's in Mark II. They're still doing sneaky sneaks. And we cut over back to Axis. Uh, Beecha and Mondo are here. They get sent to a hangar to repaint the double Zeta in Neo Zeon colors. And they see the double Zeta and they say, huh, the fuck's going on? <laughs> and of course, Beach's immediate thought is, Hey, what if we steal this? <laughs> Let's steal it, though. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're kind of just putting it in their hands. They're just giving it to them. Because for as, you know, for as well-organized military organization as Axis is, they're really fucking stupid when it comes to, like, keeping these two assholes wrangled. <laughs> they just can't deal with them. So they immediately go to yoink it. And we cut back over. Judo's in jail still. And he hears Lena playing piano. And he's like, damn, I really got to get her more piano lessons. I guess he's saying that she sucks. <laughs> You know what, I thought, the way I thought, or I read that scene was just like, he heard the piano, and it made him think of her. But okay. I like your interpretation better, because it's funnier. I mean, both both can be true. Yeah. Both can be true. <laughs> um, maybe she's, she's both bad and good at Schrodinger's piano, Schrodinger's Lena. And then, fucking Pull's here. Hi, Pull. Yeah, she's just like, uh, hey, so he said to stay away from you, and uh, nope. And, no, uh, I'm not going to listen to that motherfucker. Who cares? Fuck Lemmy. I'm here to free you. And uh, <laughs> Thanks, Pull. You're in jail now. Yeah. Screen wipe, and now she's the one in cuffs. It's funny. I like that. It, it's like, <laughs> Judo's like, okay, you're pr- clearly dangerous. I can't have you mucking about the ship. So I'm going to bind and gag you. Not like that. He just puts duct tape over her mouth and ties her up with the can cuffs. And she's all mad about it. And he kind of escapes through the air vent. And he's like... Hey, Paul, um, I've seen Mobile Suit Gundam 0079, and I've seen Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, and I know what happens when a new type becomes a pilot, so don't do that. Bye. He just fucks <laughs> off. And after she leaves, he's like, or after he leaves, she's like, damn, and I was really going to bring him to Lena, but now I don't yeah. care. Yeah, now I don't care. It's like, it's funny. It, it, it makes sense. You know, it's it's the kind yeah. of thing where it's like, certainly they're going to be at odds because Pole is genuinely trying to help Judo, but Judo either doesn't trust Pole or knows that he shouldn't trust Pole or knows that, like, being around powerful new type fucked up girl is not a good idea in general. <laughs> so Ju- Judo's kind of being the smart one here. Even if Pole's going to help, it's like, I feel like you shouldn't be enabling her anyway, you know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And then we get a cut, cut over. Argama is rolling up to Axis, and they have about 20 minutes until the high mega cannon is ready to fire. You know, our friend the high mega cannon, the weapon of mass destruction that no one likes, that is kind of a genuinely scary to these kids. Let's fucking use it. And it is currently locked on to Axis's engines. They're close mm-hmm. enough for that. And uh, <clears throat> they uh, they then sense an enemy ship on the way towards them. Hmm. What could it possibly be? We'll find out later, because we cut back over. Judo's sitting through the fence, and at this point, we just kind of cut over, and, like, Pull has easily escaped the handcuffs, and she's grabbed Lena, and he's and she's like, alright, I'm gonna use this little girl as bait to get that fucking Judo kid to finally play with me. Damn it, I'm LP Pull, I'm in charge here, I deserve this. I just wanna play date, damn it. I wanna play with a friend, is that so much to ask? Look, look, Jake. These fucking new types, all they need is a friend. All they need is someone to play with them. And it's so easy. It's so easy to get them to not be like, you know, like that. Capital L, capital T. We see what happened with Thor and, and Rosa Mia. Like, be nice to them and don't put them near a robot and everything works out fine. Just give them big hugs and lots of love. Hugs and love, please, XOXO. Uh, what happens next? Uh, next, Elle and Rue are getting closer to the Axis and we find out that, uh, they also they have the Mega Rider in their dummy asteroid with them. I never realized that 
I thought the Mega Rider, I guess we didn't get quite a good level look at it at first. I thought it was like more of a hoverboard. This thing's like a fucking like hover bike. Yeah. I was kind of thinking like it's a space jet ski. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, it's a straight up like it is a space jet ski. It looks really silly though, because like the hoverboard works a little bit more for a Gundam, I think. I think seeing the Gundam I mean I no, because we see Gundam's pilot bigger mechs, like in, in different series. And that's one thing, but I think seeing a Gundam ride something as if it were like a motor vehicle, I think makes it a little bit more goofy, you know? It's pretty goofy. Yeah, it's pretty goofy, and you know, they pop out. And Rue uses the Zeta's bazooka. I don't think we actually ever saw the Zeta use a bazooka before. I'm sorry, a bazooka! It's not a mega bazooka, bazooka. it's just a regular bazooka. And she used it to, like, blow up a hole inside X so Elk can get in. And then she kind of, like, hangs outside and, like, holds off the Gazas, you know, to fight them so Elk can infiltrate. And then uh, after that, we cut over to Judo, who has found his way to the hangar and... <gasps> somebody's piloting his double Zeta! Who the fuck could it be but Abbott and Costello over here? They're stealing it. Glemmy sees this immediately assumes, oh, it's Judo Ashta, the fucking bane of my existence. So Glemmy gets in his bow. And uh, <clears throat> Judo is floating after the double Zeta, and he gets in the way of the Bawu's camera. <laughs> he gets, like, stuck to the head of it. It's funny. And Glemmy's like, ah, oh, what is this trash? And if I mean, he knew. He would say the same thing if he knew it was <laughs> Judo on the camera, though. He So Glemmy is chasing after... Uh, <clears throat> the double Zeta. And Mondo's yelling like, I'm not Judo! I'm not Judo! Stop! Salt's n- <laughs> No, that is not Judo! Then the double, the, the Balwu catches up to the double Zeta and kind of like tackles it a little bit. And Judo flies <laughs> off and lands on the outside of the double Zeta. And Glimmy has like a, a little double take. get out there so fast? He's like, how? What? <laughs> um, Fucking whatever. He's here. I'm using my beam saber. Cut this little fucker up. And then, right as he is about to... There's a big explosion and L comes flying ah, in. L saves the day. Thank you, L. We love L. One of the only non-problematic characters on the show so far. She's great. I'm sure they'll ruin that. Yeah. Oh, for... <laughs> uh, one of my notes here says, I hope Beecha and Mondo die in this fight. Like, this is kind <laughs> of like, I, look, I mean, spoiler alert, they kind of redeem themselves later on. But, like, at this point, I'm still like, I, can't, I want these fucking kids out of here, please. And uh, then Glimmy, like, yells to the ship that's, like, docked in the port and is like, why aren't you firing at these mobile suits? And he's like, bro, we are parked. We are in the hangar. We are in the port. This is we will destroy uh, everything. Another good idea. <laughs> and also, also, this ship is called the Sandra. Aw. So I don't know. So there's the Endra. There's the Mendra, I believe, was Glemmy's ship that yep. he piloted, and the Sandra. So I guess the NDRA suffix is the sort of, like, title naming convention for this class of Neo-Zeon ships. Fact of the day. Fun fact. Love to see it. I love that. I wouldn't have, I yeah. wouldn't have put that together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, why is he talking to Sandra? Who the fuck is Sandra? I don't remember this character. No, it's just name of a ship. <laughs> um, uh, so Glemmy and L are fighting. It's, you know, it's a cool fight. Good animation, you know. It's it's classic Gundam fighting. It's cool. While while they're fighting, uh, Judo hops in the double Zeta and yeah. is like, "Oh, it's you two. Of course it is." <laughs> Suppose, <laughs> and they're like, "Hi, Judo." <laughs> and so, um, they tr- he tries to get them to move over to the Mark II and the Mega Rider so he can pilot the double Zeta. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bawu returns and knocks ah. over the double Zeta. 
The Babu is like very, very fast. It like does this trick where it can like it jettisons its backpack and like dives at L because it's like way more maneuverable than it. Um, and eventually, I, I one way or another, um, Bicha and Mondo are able to get out of the double Zeta and get inside the Mark II. And L is kind of like chased out of Axis, and she's like you know flying through like one of the escape tunnels. Pole like shows up and she uh, protects the double Zeta from getting hit with the beam saber. saber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, I'm going to force you to play with me. And she kind of shows that she has Lena. Yeah. And both Glimmy and Judo are concerned. They're both like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. We shouldn't We shouldn't have the fucking stupidly powerful psychic girl in charge of this. This is a bad idea, I'm thinking. Uh-oh. She's like, I'm not giving her to her. If you want her, you got to come take her. And f- mm-hmm. flies off. Come and get it, bitch. And she flies off. And he flies off after her. And L flies off. And I believe Glemmy is chasing... Glemmy chases um, Pole and Judo. But then... But then... But then L pulls a uh, the the Mega Rider's bazooka at uh, at the Bawu <sighs> and says, The gun is at maximum charge. Don't you move. Don't move, motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, well, I've got a trick. And then he just flies forward and kicks her in the face. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I got a little confused. That's when he like jettisons the backpack and is like, nooms at her. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she, yeah. and she gets bopped. Yeah, again, I watched these at work, so... Um, <laughs> Naughty. No, yeah, well, yeah, I do good work. Anyway, <laughs> we cut outside at this point. Rue's still outside fighting Gazas. We get we, we get a call back to earlier in the show because Rue also fucking uppercut beheads a Gaza. Yeah, so I was sick. like, ooh. And, it's and so she- sick. She she loves it too because she's like, "Got him! Amazing! I'm falling in love with myself." And I, was I like, love Rue. <laughs> I was like, "Me too, Rue. Me yeah, too." Rue rules. He's also fighting a Gallus J, the one of the very first new mobile suits we ever saw in this series. Oh snap! This, that's true. Yeah, and this one's like operable. It has missiles and stuff. It's not piloted by Mashmer, which is probably what makes it a better fighter. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and we cut back over. Judo is chasing Pole inside the colony, and they're like straight up in the residential zone right now. They're they're flying about. He's kind of like you know dodging around, and he like bumps into the ceiling a bit. And it's really it's it's just a cute little touch, right? Because they're inside like a hollowed out asteroid, and he bumps the ceiling, and the sort of hologram of the sky fades away. And you see it's just like rock up there, but like it's you know the the the, the climate and the graphics and everything is like makes you think you're actually outside, which is it's a cute little thing. I like it. It was pretty cool. Um, and then after that, he like crashes into the into the Quebly. And mm-hmm. gets out of the cockpit and uh, is like, give me my sister back. Please? It's just be nice for once, please? And Paul's like, I hate you. You always just talk about Lena. Lena, Lena, Lena. What is she, your sister or something? <laughs> He's like, I'll play with you if you give her back. And she's like, no, you're lying. I am not stupid. I might be a baby, but I am not an idiot. And, like, honestly, at this point, I kind of believe Judo. Like, I feel like Judo would be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to play with you. Like, I feel like Judo knows how important it is, both for Pull and for Lena, that, like, he does this the best way possible. So it's like, I, I genuinely did believe uh, Judo, you know, that, like, he was going to hang in still Pull. I kind of I kind of got the feeling that he was, like, just saying what he needed to. But mm. I, I, I would hope that he would actually do that. Yeah, I don't like. He has a heart of gold. I like. I feel like Amaro or Camille were in, they in the, a similar situation. They would have like lied to get out. But I feel like Judo's earnest. He has that you know youthful energy to him that I believe him. But yeah. Paul doesn't, 
and Paul is like freaking out. And like at this point, children, they're like in a playground right now where they crash. And children are walking up and like, they're like, oh, fuck, is that the Kublé? They say fuck in the show. It's amazing. I, I didn't believe it at first. But yeah, they certainly do. I'm not lying. <laughs> they say, oh, damn, holy shit, motherfuckers. Is that oh, a motherfucking Kublé? Kublé! And it's very, very dangerous. And like he, he ends up getting out of the cockpit and he gets inside the uh, the Kublé's open cockpit. And, hey, as it turns out, this is a bad move because Pull goes fucking soup mode, blasts him away psychically. She is, like, glowing gold. Like, she has, like, that yellow new type energy, like, emanating out from her. And, look, maybe this might be a hot take, Jake. I I might be, call call me a, a weenie, call me a coward. Maybe we shouldn't fucking fire off funnels inside a city. Um, I think that you're just bullying Paul and you're being mean to her. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. I'm very sorry, L people. Please don't shoot me with your fucking funnels. She she uh, says that line to him and then she also says that it's uh, <laughs> it's your fault, Judo, if I kill people. Maybe. God! This, this show's going... The show's doing it, dude. The show's doing it. It is horrific. The funnels are going everywhere. Judo's dodging, of course, but, like, the buildings are being hit. We get, like, freeze frames of people being fucking blown up. Like, God! It's awful. And the only way that this is able to stop is Lena, like, going to pull, and she's like, Hey, fucking Judo will despise you if you keep killing like this. And Paul's like, If Judo despises me, then that means he'll hate me. And this basically, like, completely shuts her down. She's, like, kind of, I guess it burns out the psychomu, or, like, she can't will herself to do this anymore because she's, like, you know, like, oh, hey, there's the fucking train. Because she likes <laughs> judo so much. I, like, it, very powerful scene. It was, ooh, yeah, she, uh, you just see her, like, just kind of break a little bit. And um, Lena says to her, like, it's because you knew you were doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thank you for not killing more people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So, so, so eventually, Glennie breaks up this scene before Judo's able to actually get out and, and save Lena. And he just grabs the Q-Blade by the shoulders and flies off. And it's like, oh, fucking damn it! Come on. And he, according to Glimmy, the only reason that she stopped is because she overheated the Psychomio. But yeah, uh, but we, we know we kind of realize better. it's because yeah, she can't will herself to keep killing because of Judo. New types, huh? New types. So we cut over. Elle and the lads are still escaping. And as they're escaping, they see Judo fly out. And they see, um, I guess, I think Judo's chasing, yeah, Judo's chasing Glemmy and the Q-Blade out. And they see Judo. They're like, oh, shit. And at this point, Bright realizes, oh, thinking, these fucking dumbass kids are finally out of the axis. We can finally fire on this motherfucker. Elle uh, says that the argument's about to attack. And uh, I just wrote, he asks what Rue is doing. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably bright, and uh, <clears throat> she, then L reports into the argument that they've left Axis. So he, mm-hmm. oh <clears throat> yeah, so Judo like starts arguing with Bright. He thinks of the kids that are in the playground. And he says, "Don't shoot." And, there uh, are people in here. We can't. Let's not use this stupid weapon, please. And Bright is like, Judo, we know about the civilians at Axis, but we're doing this to save even more people. God. Judo hits him with, aren't we supposed to be the good guys? Are we the baddies? This is like, yeah, dog. Aren't we supposed to be the good guys? Please? And and this is when he like he gets in the way of the high mega. He like just like floats in front of it, arms outstretched. He's like, if you're going to fucking fire, you're going to kill me too. And 
God. It's like, good for judo. More kids like this. But then Rue and Elle fly up and grab one of his arms and each, each and drag him away. Yeah, they and then they just fire. And they fire and, like, to the credit, they hit, like, the edge of Axis. They don't really, like, blow the entire thing up. And Bright's like, see, the residential Brock is probably fine. And Judo still doesn't like it, but it's not like they, you know, fired it into the middle of Axis, I guess. Maybe we shouldn't be firing in the first place, but we're clearly well past that. We we tactically used the nuke to only destroy yeah. a little bit. Tactical weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. fuck Bright. Fuck the Federation. Fuck Auk. Fuck all these stupid... Uh, just, Judo talks about how uh, he hates adults, and I'm like, yep. Yeah, dude, this kid gets it. And we're on the Argama... Judo and Beach and Mondo are all thrown in the brig with Kara, who's just sitting there in the darkness. And Judo's arguing with Bright, and Bright's like, no, yeah, Beach and Mondo are being selfish, but you're being selfish too. Like, the past half of this series so far, you've been disobeying my orders, trying to find your sister. Go in the court and think about what you did. And it plays better than Revenge by Taylor Swift. <laughs> and uh, Beach, uh, after, after Bright leaves, complains about how they uh, didn't get a very nice welcome back. I wonder why? I can't possibly think why you didn't get cake and ice cream when you returned. And <laughs> Judo kind of chews them out. And uh, it's like, you were trying to abandon Lena when I caught you. And no, yeah. no, we tried to save no, her. No, we tried to save her. Doesn't matter. But the episode kind of ends there as we see the Argama flying towards Moom. And uh, just kind of sad music plays as it's sad, somber music plays as it flies through space. Yeah, yeah, pretty sad. Hopefully the next episode is uh, less sad. I'm smiling serenely and making taxidermied fox face. So anyways, it's called Tearful Cecilia. <laughs> yeah, in episode... Ep- uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, episode 20. <laughs> Tearful Cecilia, or Cecilia the Crybaby, which is, like, again, the more accurate translation of it. Um, so, Cecilia the Cryberry, part one, I should say. In this episode... Returning from Axis, the Argama docks at Granada on the moon to resupply. Judo, El, Torres, and Millie head out into Granada City, where Torres runs into Cecilia, a friend of his from his childhood. But then Judo witnesses Cecilia making contact with Gotten. I guess the, the, the summary is a little bit plain, but that's fine, because we'll talk about it. Um, this one is like, I, I really appreciated this episode because it's just straight up very good human drama, you know? It was, yeah, it was a nice change of pace. Um, I, I I really, you know, I know it's the wow, cool robot show, but sometimes it's nice to like step away from those and not really have to mess with them a whole lot. You get the nice pieces between people. Exactly. And yeah, so this one, we're in Granada, we're on the moon. We see Millie and Taurus holding hands. I guess they're a little thing. That's new, but whatever. It's like, I really like how this episode just all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Taurus is a main character now. What are you going to do about it? But it's cool. I like Taurus. He's fun. He's always been part of the crew. He's always been part of the crew. All we knew about him until now is that he liked his Hong Kong porn. But now we know more. He likes Hong Kong porn and Millie and pizza. And fucking, look, that's the human condition, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going on a date to Anaheim Electronics? Fucking, sure. You know, when I hang out, when when I take my girlfriend on dates, I always like taking her to fucking Northrop Grumman. (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't want to tour a weapons facility we're gonna go it's we're gonna so go romantic to, we're gonna go to boeing and see what missiles they're making and then how lovely how lovely speaking of lovely wong is here and i almost like close my phone in disgust 
I was just, no, 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 Wong. Please, God, no, please, no, I, please, no, Wong. I didn't recognize him, so it took me a while to realize who he was. Something happened to Wong in between Zeta and Double Zeta, I think. I think he got put on La Via Rose too long, and he got weirdly thick, and his hair got weirder, and something, he just doesn't look right. I, I immediately hated him, though. I was like, I don't know who this fucker is, but he's on my shit list. He, yeah, no, yeah. Every single time we saw Wong and Zeta, he's, like, doing everything he can to prove that he's, like, one of the most despicable people around. And this one, like, <laughs> doesn't, just doesn't, doesn't do make much a better. good impression. <laughs> uh, so, so so what does he talk to Bright about? Um, well, so at first Bright is like, hey, you're, hey, Torres, you're supposed to be on watch, but uh, don't worry about it. And Wong is like, you're too soft on him. Get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, God. what? Uh-huh. No. Please. And he tells, uh, he's like, get rid of that fucker. You're going to go to Earth because Haman Karn is going there to take over, you know, just take over Federation after all the fucking bullshit with Crips 2. But as a reward, afterwards, we're going to give you a shiny new ship. And Bright says something that kind of confused me. He's like, we're aware that Axis is going to Earth. But that's no reason to send the Argama there. And I'm like, kind of is. It kind of is. It I, It's like... I don't know. I, I I really don't know what Bright was going for in this scene. But he's like, I, I think a lot of it is like he's being overly defensive of these kids now. Like, I think yeah. this is his third batch of new types, I guess. And I feel like he's really trying to, like, foster them and nurture them and keep them out of harm's way directly. And he, he does also mention that, like, you know, I don't care if you give us a new ship. Like, ask anyone here. We're all attached to the Argama. We don't want a new one. Like, we're fine with this. Like, everyone loves it. And he's like, we're not just pawns to you. And then Wong is like, ah, you're referring to Camille. Yeah, the, you know, the kid who got fucking, like, comatose because you made him fight too much? That kid? I wonder how he's relevant to this conversation, Wong Lee. Right? Like, um, <clears throat> and after he said that line is when I wrote down, a, hey, Max, am I supposed to know this guy? Am I supposed to hate him? Because I do. Yeah, you're supposed to, and as we've established, yes, you're supposed to hate him. Because, of course, there he sees everyone walking by, he sees the kids, and he sees Judo, and he sees Beach and Mondo, and Beach and Mondo are talking about getting that moon pizza. They're trying to, they're trying to go to fucking Papa John's on the moon, and get a big old pizza, get those garlic dippies. <clears throat> and of course, Wong stops Judo, and he's like, maintenance is not done yet, little fucker, where do you think you're going? Stop slacking. And then uh, Wong tries to punch him, and he misses him, and uh, mm-hmm. Judo kicks him in the stomach, and I was just, I applauded. Yes, yes, yes. direct action. He, like, knee- he doesn't even just kick him in the stomach. He, like, straight up knees him in the gut. It's brutal. And, like, Wong is so mad, and, like, Bright kind of holds Wong back, and L kind of holds Judo back, and they run off, which is just good. It's like, yeah, just, like, kick him and get the hell out of there. Hell yeah. And, uh, but Bicha and Mondo do get stopped, so, heh 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 heh. And we cut over to the sort of date that Torres and Millie are having. And they're playing the Zeta ending music over this scene. It was nice. I was like, wait, what the... F-? I, it got my wires crossed at me. Like, so I was like, wait, I recognize this. And yeah, it's the, the ending of Zeta. It's just it's really funny. It's like diegetic music now. It's, it's radio. And uh, Torres and Millie are talking. And uh, she's like, so you've heard talk of going to Earth. That must be really rough, Torres. And he says, the roughest part is leaving you behind, Miss Millie. I so guess they're in love, sure. Yeah. So she says, uh, oh, a smooth talker. Dinner's my treat, then. 
Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> Judo and Elle run up right as she says that, and are like, oh, yeah, free food, huh? Wow, Hell yeah, free Thank food. You. We get Papa John. Let's get a large meat lovers, please. He's cute. <laughs> and they're like, we weren't talking to you. But then those two are already in the restaurant, and uh, yep, now late. they're buying up food. Yeah, and then they're they're ordering food, and I I think Millie like specifically asks to see Cecilia, who's a waitress at this west west Cecilia is the waitress at this restaurant, and we see her. She's kind of in the back, getting chastised by a manager for not doing her job well enough, and she kind of walks out, and like she's buddies, like she she and Millie and Torres all know each other, I guess. Yeah. Um. So she says that she's been pretty lonely since Millie left on her mission. Mm-hmm. Um. And Millie orders some pizza for everybody. And then uh, that's when Torres recognizes Cecilia. And he's like, oh, hey, you're the ever clumsy Cecilia the crybaby. And she like drops her tray and starts to cry a little bit as soon as it. <laughs> and she's like, well, well you're, you used to be known as Torres the Weak. <laughs> um, we cut away from that to see Godin mm-hmm. and a couple of soldiers. Uh, Godin looking fucking good. He's wearing like this cool, like I think it's like a turtleneck trench coat combo. Godin's like fucking hype beast. Godin over here. He's kind of got the sauce. He's kind of got the sauce. I hope nothing bad happens to him at the end of next episode. So, um, <clears throat> he's talking to these two soldiers, Nell mm-hmm. and Crayo, and yeah. uh, they're talking they're part, to part of, part of the Corps. Yeah. Um. But these ones are important because they got names. They got names. They're going to plant some bombs. And uh, they, they're talking to this little kid. They give him some money and he, he runs off. He's like, okay, I'll go get my big sister. <laughs> I also really like how they keep on like doing the Xeon salute. And God's like, no, fucking not here. Come on. Come on. Please don't do that. <laughs> We're undercover, you fucking idiots. You dumbasses. We're trying I... to be s- discreet about this. I hate you. I hate you so much. Here's, here's a cop within his mashmer. And <laughs> let's see. So the, the kid sort of leads them to Cecilia. And we kind of learned that Cecilia is like a blackmail target forgotten. Because he's essentially promised her that he's going to give her tickets, her and her family tickets, to uh, an immigration shuttle. So she can go off. She can leave the movement and go to a colony. In exchange, though, she has to do some spy work for them. She's like, please don't cancel our seats. I'll, ha- I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. And then uh, back inside, we see Torres talking to Judo, and he's like, "What? You punched Wong? What are you, you doing? Wong, you dumbass! You gotta apologize right now, dude." <laughs> and Judo and El try to change the subject, and Torres is like, "No, hey, wait, no, no, right here. Hey, you no, punched right here. Please, please, Wong." Please. And he, he's talking about how, like, he's the leader of Ayug, and Judo's, like, starting to freak out now, and, and Millie's like, can you please not talk about, like, the illegal organization we belong to? And Judo's, like, you know, freaking out and choking on his food, and he has to, like, run to the bathroom, and he's, like, you know, washing the food down, and Elle's, like, checking on him, and, and, and he's like, I'm not gonna fucking apologize. Fuck Wong, asshole. Yeah, fuck that. But then, but while then. he's, uh, while he's, after, after he's stopped dying... Um, and coughing and hacking it up. <laughs> After he's dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's some voices outside. And uh, they peek out the little vent in the bathroom. And uh, they they spot Gotten talking to Cecilia. Hmm, shrimp interesting. And they're talking about how Cecilia needs to take a photo of a map. Which I guess will, like, clue Gotten and his dudes into where the Argama is docked on our... The, 
where the Argument is docked in Granada, so they can bomb the hell out of it, I guess. And I was very confused, because I was like, what what map? Because they just kind of talk about, like, oh, yeah, the map. You know, the map. Yeah, the yeah, map. It, t- it, t- it took me a while, too, and then you see you're taking an actual photo of the map, you're like, oh, I get it. But yeah, it's a little little confusing at first. <laughs> I thought I missed something, honestly. <laughs> no, it was just a little, it was, you know, it's a little sloppy at that part. And then afterwards, you know, Torres sort of meets up with Cecilia, and he's like, hey, are you fucking okay? And she's all freaked out and, you know, teary-eyed and, like, doesn't really want to talk about it and wants to keep it a secret because, you know, she's kind of betraying Torres and his whole organization. So, of course, she's not going to tell him anything. And uh, Judah's like, we should stop her. And I was like, no, no, no. You, uh, we need to get proof mm-hmm. for her to stop her. Yeah. He's like, he's like, we could just, or we could just stop her. We could just stop her. Come on. She's like, but then, but then we can show up Mr. Wong. Yeah, that's what's most important, as we all know. Yep. Yeah, and at this point, uh, the fucking two Stooges, Beach and Mondo, show up. They go to the diner now. They finally are free from Wong's clutches. And they walk in, they see the the Enger Corps. They're like, fucking, are you kidding me? And they sit down, they're like trying to hide and like listen to what they're talking about. And the uh, the guys from Axis, they say what port they're in and that they're planning a surprise attack on the Argama. Mm-hmm. And uh, Beach and Mondo overhear all that. But then um, as they're trying to hide from the Axis guys, because the Axis guys definitely know them. Uh, yeah. Millie, Millie yells, hey, Beecha, Mondo, over here. Yeah. And they hear that. And they're like, you fucking kids. What are you doing? And there's a whole fight breaks out. It's like a bar fight. It's fun. And um, Ellen Judo decides to sneak away in the chaos. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the uh, the bad guy, the, the Axis guys run out of the restaurant and hop in a van. And Beach is like, tr- to stop them, he decides to throw a pizza. But uh, just hits Mondo in the back of the head. Mamma mia. That's not very Gimalto of you, Bicha. <laughs> and then uh, Bicha and Mondo hop in a jeep. And Bicha actually is smart. And he's like, hey, we should go tell Bright what we overheard. I know yeah, we, we want to chase them. We yeah. kind of want to chase them. That seems like the fun idea. But we should go tell Bright what they said. Probably. Good good thinking. And yeah, and, and Judo and El get in as well. And they agree. Like, we're going to go to the argument. Like, yeah, good idea. And uh, Torres and Miller are left behind, but that's fine. They're whatever, you know. They'll, 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 they'll figure it out. And we cut over to the dock. It's like the little guard post outside. Cecilia, or I, I think as they drive there, they sort of see Cecilia and they like speed past her to like sneak around. So she doesn't really know that they're, you know, going ahead of her. Because I, I think they, they like overhear, you know, they kind of know what the plan is. They know that Cecilia is going to be like sneaking the Arkama by now. And as they, uh, as they drive off past the, uh, or, you know, to the Argama. So Celia comes up to an armed guard who's, like, guarding the ports and says, uh, please, mister, I, w- I would really like to go see the Argama, pretty please. Could mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. let me? And uh, when they call her out for not having clearance, she's like, wait, no, I'm actually here to deliver pizza. I know I this said I just wanted to Papa see John's, it. John's, this Papa John's extra large vegetarian with the garlic dippies is getting cold, and I swear to God, it is not going to be on me if this is cold before they get the pizza. <laughs> they're like, yeah, well, we'll call them to have someone come pick it up. And she's kind of like, hmm, foiled. Foiled again. But uh, Elle decides to stay behind to watch her while everybody else goes to the Yargama. Being a little sneaky, yeah. And then we, of course, cut over. Wong is talking to Bright. Fuck you, Wong. Fuck you, Bright. I hate both of you. And now he's saying, let's kick Beach and Mondo off the Argama too. And, and Bright's like, let's not do that. And Wong is like, they betrayed you. And it's it's the Onion Post heartbreaking. The world's worst, or the worst man you know has just made a good point. <laughs> and uh, 
he's like, you know, they're not that bad. And and hey, maybe they're new types. Yeah, yeah. This, Bright is like Bright is drinking a little bit too much of his own Kool Aid because he says that wasn't betrayal. That was their overwhelming power. And Wong says something along the lines of like, well, if they're new types, they're different than the kind of new type that Camille was. And then, and then speaking of new types, uh-huh. judo can just see through walls now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Judo becomes Superman. Does the boy have X-ray vision that I didn't know about until now? What's the deal? How can he do this? Tomino, you know, explain! You know he won't. He won't! Why would he? I, I was watching the... Why did I say it was like that? I was watching some like, wait, Judo, what is it? What? But yeah, Judo just does it, and he can, like, see the conversation happening, and, like, you know, Wong opens the, the, the door right in Judo's face, and Judo's mad at them, and he's, you know, mad about them making them fight in a war, and Judo says, are you saying that your weird war is worth more than my sister's life? And I'm like, yeah, Wong, are you saying that your weird war is worth more than his sister's life? And Wong is like, you don't understand anything. I mean, she was like, I'll save her on my does. own. Fuck yeah. you guys. Fuck off. And, and then I was like, Judo, you, for, you, for, you forgot something. You forgot to tell. Ah, oh, fuck it. He's not listening. Nah, beans. Yeah, he's not listening. He's he's too hot. He's on that Lena rescuing kick still. We can't talk to him. His mind is a fucking ironclad box. <laughs> but then the, the bridge gets the call for pizza and they're like, no, that's that can wait. We don't. We didn't order pizza. I did not order a personal pan pizza with bacon and pepperoncini on it. No, this is not for me. It must have been for a different argama. And uh, as the door guards are on the phone calling the argama, Cecilia like snuck into the booth and she's taking a picture of said map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Torres like is driving up and he sees L like hanging out of the window of the guard booth. He's like. Hey, what the fuck you doing, homie? And of course, Cecilia hears this and like turns around and sees Elle's hair like poking down. And then she, I, I don't know if it was an accident. I think it was on purpose. She hits the alarm in the security booth and like acts as, oh, I'm so sorry. It was an accident. And all the guards are freaking out and, you know, because the alarm is blaring. And then she gets in and she just drives up. She's like, I got to deliver this fucking pizza right now. I need to get this tip. I am supporting my entire family. You do not know my story. And drives off. And, uh... Elle dro- jumps in Torres's car and she's like, chase that motherfucker. Get her. Now! Get her! And at this point, so since the alarm is raised, anyone can just get in a mobile suit and fly off, I guess. So Beach, Amondo, and Judo all get in the Zeta Mark II and double Zeta to stop the Sandra, which is like the, the mobilizing um, Zeon ship at this point. And Judo's like, yeah, I'm going to go crush the spy. And Wong is like, can you not? Can you be normal, kid? And Bright's like, no, this fucking rules. This guy, this guy's going places. And he just like lets Judo leave it rules. As much as I hate Bright, I like that he just is like, yeah, I believe you, Judo. Go get him, Tiger. And Wong keeps telling him to like capture them. And Bright's like, uh, nah, nah. Um, and I was like, also, the three of them are in the Gundams now. So what could Bright really actually do to them? Yeah, it, like if, if you didn't open the door, they would have blown it up because that door has been blown up like 10 times by now. It happens every other episode, really. The door is made of paper. The door is made of paper and they all launch and you know, everyone's in their battle stations. And he tells Wong that like, yeah, look, buddy, this intuition of these kids, you always talk about like the birth of new types and this emerging consciousness. Maybe this is what it is. Who could possibly say? And Wong does not like to hear this. And and, uh, Judo calls over to Bicha and Mondo and he's like, are you guys actually going to be able to pilot those things? Like, oh, yeah, on the intro, we uh, use the simulator a lot. 
Yeah. Which I, I thought that was, was actually kind of cool. If they're telling yeah, the and, truth. And this is when this is when I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad to see that Beecha and Mondo, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are actually like trying to make good on the fucking bad blood they've created between them and the Argama. Like they get in right away and go off to help, and they're de- pretty competent pretty competent pilots, you know? I like it. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a really neat little detail. And I like I also liked that they're just like, yeah, we use the simulator as a way to kind of give them a little bit of a power up and not have another Oh no, guy doesn't know what he's doing. Hops into the thing again. Yeah, that's I I, I like that. There's like the, the the level of competence has raised a little bit. You know, like the the bar is no longer as low as it was in the beginning of the show. I appreciate that. You know. Yeah, and uh, so now now they're um out on the moon surface and they start heading to the enemy's port. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the enemy starts launching suits because. They, because the argument knows their position. Yeah, the alarm is raised. We are fucking under attack. And Judo's <laughs> like, "Be careful, everyone! Blow them all up! Don't blow up the ship, though. Like, I need to still get in the ship and rescue Lena because I'm gonna be kicked off the Argama. Like, I can fuck off and do whatever I want now. And what I want to do is rescue my damn sister." And Nell and Crayu aboard the uh, aboard the Axis ship, they're like, "Yeah, we'll take responsibility." And and gotten kind of wait wait what take responsibility for what what's going on what did you guys have to do with this? Hmm. <laughs> Please fucking explain right now this instant. But uh, they don't. They don't. And like uh, yeah, it's a big fight. You know, Beach Mod are doing really great at this point. Cecilia makes it over to Gotten again, and they meet up. And he like accuses her of betraying him, and she explains like, no, the map wasn't helpful. It didn't say where anything was. And he just, like, sends her off again. He's like, okay, we'll fucking go back and get the information. Like, Gotten's kind of being a little bit rude right now. Don't like that. Don't like that one bit. Yeah. Um, and he's like, if you don't, you'll be dragged into this battle and die. And be dead. That's probably not a premonition. Uh, Torres ends up picking her up after the fight, though. And he, like, takes her back to the Argama. Which is nice. And uh, hopping back to the fight, mm-hmm, Judo mm-hmm. pins down Nell. And he's like, I'm about to use my beam saber. When we get the best line of these three episodes. But if I die here, I won't be able to eat my mom's cooking anymore. And this, and like, it's a, it's not only is it like, you know, kind of a funny line to say during battle, but it's like a good line because Judo's like, oh, fuck, he has a mother, he has a family. Oh, oh beans, dude. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no. And because uh, he hesitates, Nell escapes. Mm-hmm. Then uh, then he sees Crayu shooting at Beach and Mondo and decides to use the Ultra Mega Butthole Blaster. Yeah, I guess they go forehead anus. And he does it, and the kids melt, and he blasts one of the docking bays. And Judo's, like, not happy, because he's still thinking back about how the guy wanted his mother's cooking. And he's like, oh, no, I'm fighting human beings, aren't I? Oh, no. Very, very sad. Very affecting. Yeah. Uh, And after the fight, Wong is chewing the kids out. That's all he knows how to do. Fucking pretty much. He's chewing Judo out, but, like, all the kids are still siding with him, and Bright's like, yeah, you can punish him all you want, but, like, every single person on the crew is going to be on his side. We all feel the same way. Like, fuck you. Fight the power. So then we see uh, <clears throat> in the mess hall, Cecilia mm-hmm. is crying, and Torres is comforting her with vending machine light beer. <laughs> you want some fucking natty light from the shitty... It's room temperature. It's not good. It's probably flat by now, but we got it, baby. There's a party in here now. Sometimes you just need to cry into your Coors Light. It's okay. <laughs> Look, we got we have Bud Light Platinum, the champagne of beer, Cecilia. How could you be sad with this? 
And he says that, you know, he'll help her do whatever. He'll, he'll help pay for her immigration tickets so she doesn't need to work with them anymore. And at this point, you know, she, she says that she wants to escape. She wants him to escape with her, too. So they can just, like, you know, run away from their problems. And the gang all burst into the room at this point, And they, like, want to stop Cecilia from leaving. But they don't really, like, say why. They don't reveal, you know, her secret yet. Because she hasn't told anyone. She just want like, you know, it's just kind of suspicious at this point. Yeah, and L tries to get Judo to say that she's a spy, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he kind of like does the like, oh, oh. That's, the cl- that's the cliffhanger they decide to leave part one on. Yeah, but of course, since this is an episode podcast where we get to talk about all three at once, uh, what's the next episode summary, Jake? The e- next episode is <clears throat> episode twenty-one. <laughs> Cecilia, the crybaby, part two. Torres agonizes over the knowledge that his old friend Cecilia is a spy forgotten. Amidst the confusion of Kara's escape, Cecilia escapes on her own and goes to Godden. Giving him phony information, she gets a ticket for an immigration ship, but the trunk supposedly containing her payment has a bomb set inside. Yeah, dot, this is, dot, this is dot. I think, uh, this is what I think when the show gets a little bit heavy. It's a little dark and a little, a little freaky. Don't like it. Freaks me out. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, continuing the exact same scene, Judah's like, oh, well, I I think it'll just be nice to keep Cecilia here. You know, like, we like her. Just keep her bored for a little bit longer. Yeah. So, uh, we start the episode off to find out the conclusion to that gripping cliffhanger. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't, he doesn't say it because, oh, man, that would be awkward. If, yeah. if he knew, if Torres knew, like, like fuck, man, that would is such an awkward oh, situation. And then else just spills the beans, just Thanks, like immediately, Elle. just immediately, and like her uh, Cecilia's like defense is basically like, I tried to spy what I was, but I was bad at it. Please let me go, let me go. She's like breaking down. She's crying. She's living up to her name as Cecilia the crybaby. It's sad. Like you know, I feel bad for her because she is, you know, she's just trying to help her family out and. She really like doesn't have much of a choice because it's a you know like they it's a war they're in right it's like you got to do what you can for your family and it's the whole you know it's moral quandary I feel like it's similar to the sort of situation we had with Beach and Mondo defecting to Axis because they're like well fuck this we want to be on the side that we think will help and she's trying to get the help she can you know yeah and uh, so Torres is really conflicted. And so he just says, uh, you know what? We'll just go to Bright and we'll let him decide what to do. That's not fucking never a good idea. Bright's not going to help anyone. Not the not the wisest man. No, yeah. not Certainly not like a paragon of judgment. But, you know, Taurus still wants to find a way to help her. And we cut over. Gotten in his ship. He only has a single gazome left. Judo's blown all of everything else up. But they're getting reinforcements soon, which is nice. And he hatches this cockamamie scheme to buy every single cargo ship on the dock for some reason to be determined in the future. And uh, <clears throat> he brags about how he can he can do this without Lady Kara. Lady Kara, who's in jail right now. And uh, we have that fun little bit where right after he meant, talks about her, she we cut to her sneezing. Yeah, it's I that's I like that. That's like a continuing thing of like the superstition. Bright comes into her cell and. Uh, she is like rubbing all up on him, trying to like sexy her way into being given more freedom. Pretty much, she's like, "I got all these, I got all these clothes to wash. Like, I gotta be busy." 
And then Rue is there too with Bright, and Rue's like drops some knowledge that she's going to be taken to a POW facility on Granada. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I know that she is a prisoner of war, but like, I didn't, I don't know, it's still weird hearing the term prisoner of war in, in a Gundam show, you know? It's a little, ooh. It's a bit much. It's a bit hard to handle. Certainly nothing heavier can come out of this episode. And she's like, no, please, no, I like it here. I like it here. It's nice. Come on. Then Rue and Kara start arguing and fighting, but Bright breaks it up. Rue calls her an old hag. It's very funny. Uh, Judo then uh, shows up and he tells Bright what's going on. And he mentions Gotten. And Kara gets really excited. Yeah, she loves Gotten. We all love Gotten. She's excited. Gotten's here. Gonna gonna go save her. And then she, like, ends up letting slip that the plan is for Haman to end up capturing Granada and using it as a base. She's, she lets it slip so casually. Yeah, it's almost as if, like, she just doesn't really care. She's just too excited. Good for her, you know? And, like, at this point, it, they can't really act on that because, uh-oh, beep-boop, alarm time. The Endra ships, or, or the Endra Corps, and Axis are flying towards the Argama right now. It is time to fight. And, uh... Torres and Cecilia come up to the uh, cell to Kara's cell where everybody's just kind of hanging out. They're just hanging out now. Not the best place to hang out. And Kara's like, "Hey, with everybody just like standing there and my door open, I'm going to uh, bye. See ya." She grabs Cecilia and runs off, and she ends up getting in the Mark II and taking Cecilia hostage. She does a very funny bit where they try to stop her, and she like puts her fingers up to up to her eyes, and she's like, "All three stooges are." I'll if you, if you poke back her off. fucking eyes out. It's like, oh god, I don't want to see that in Gundam. That's a little, that's a little bit extreme, Kara. Don't you think? That's that would be really. Uh, <laughs> Please don't do that. I, I know there's been some fucked up things, but like that would be. That's like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Yeesh. that would be. Ugh. Ugh. But she does end up getting in the Mark II, and as soon as she gets in the cockpit, she gets horny again. It's like, oh, I forgot about this beautiful, this lovable quirk of kerosene that she gets really fucking horny inside a mobile suit cockpit. And uh, apparently they just kept an SMG in the cockpit as well. Yeah, there's just, she's like, oh, submachine gun, this fucking rules, dude. And I'm like, why is that in there, though? Not good. Uh, so she's like, open the hatch or I'll, uh, I'll shoot her. I'll shoot her. And of course they open the hatch and Judo flies out and the double Zeta after her. And she's going to take Cecilia to Gotten, all according to Keikaku. Cecilia, like, is getting upset. And Kara tells her, like, if you stay here, you'll face a firing squad since you're a spy and all. Yeah, fucking, yeah, well, that's a, that's a bit much. It's a bit much. And she's escaping through this, like, Ava-ass elevator. <laughs> and, and Judo tries to get in one, but he can't. It stops. And, like, the power gets cut from the docking bay for a split second. And we end up seeing Gotten's scheme where he bought all those cargo ships because he's essentially using them to crash one by one into every, uh, every like, port. In order to like flush the Argama out, which is like, God, Gotten's kind of like kind of doing a bad guy right now, huh? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. It's like I I like you, Gotten. I don't want you to be like actually evil. I just want you to be like a bumbling bad guy, not an evil killer. Ugh. And uh, we see Kara running through Granada, and she ah. uh, she sees a secret passage, and uh, she. Gets in the, the Mark II on its hands and knees and, like, tries to crawl through it. Yeah, she does and, thirsty uh, flower pose. And gets stuck. I love that her secret passage is just, like, a highway tunnel. 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, Mondo and Beach just show up and they just start talking shit for her trying to crawl through an access hatch. Mm-hmm. And then she just ends up just getting out of the Mark II and like tries to escape on foot. And Torres has been following them in like one of those little like floaty cars. And he rolls up and just like straight up like knocks her out, like double slaps her in the head and she passes out. And he tries to go to Cecilia, but she runs off. She's like, I'm going to fucking die. This sucks. Bye. Bicha and Mondo run up. He tells them to grab Kara while he chases after Cecilia. Um, and as soon as he steps away, she's like, actually, I'm awake. And she runs away and jacks a car. She acts a car and she gets, she, and there's like a weird significance to the scene I couldn't really quite understand, right? Because she, she drives off and she makes it to this like, it's like this like window into like a, some sort of like dark bay. And there's like this weird like red and yellow light sort of coming from the window at first. And she walks, she's like, this is Anaheim. And like she's inside Anaheim Electronics and it's being evacuated right now because of the alarm. But like there's this weird like reference and significance to this scene that I couldn't quite understand. I don't know if like something will happen with this in the next episode because I haven't seen it yet, obviously. But like, I don't know. It's just like a very strange scene of her like being. It's very, very important that she's in Anaheim right now for some reason, I guess. Yeah, I am in kind of the same boat as you. I was like, this feels really important. Why? I couldn't say. Yeah, like but... I get that Anna I get that Anaheim is they make mobile suits. They're like the biggest mobile suit uh manufacturer. Like I think they make all of Caraba and AU suits and they also like make suits for the Federation and Titans. So like they are important. This is like essentially, yeah, like it's like the Northrop Grumman of Gundam. So it's important that she's there. Maybe she'll find a new suit there, probably. But I don't know. After that, we cut over and Cecilia has finally made it back to Gotten. And she tells them, oh, yeah, the Argama is in port 33. Money, please. So he gives her the tickets and uh, then he's like, oh, hey, and as a tip, here's a suitcase full of gold. Don't don't open open it, it. though. Don't let anyone see you. Let you see it. People will get jealous and attack you for it. And he laughs evilly as she drives away. Yeah, can I say, honestly, this scene I thought Gotten was actually doing something nice. It's like, damn, it's like the fucking gold bars. I guess Zeon has a billion of these things. I genuinely thought Gotten was going to do something, a nice gesture. But then he does sort of evilly chuckle to himself as she leaves. And that doesn't really sit well with me. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's just, you know, Gotten's trick. <sighs> Gotten's trick. And then we cut over. The next scene is Cecilia and her family boarding the shuttle, boarding the Cassiopeia is the name of it. And as she's, like, sort of, like, on the um, escalator up there, she sees Torres and runs to him. And this scene fucking, this scene hurts. Oof. So she tells Torres that she has an extra ticket. And she's like, please, come with me. And he just smacks her. It, oh, God, this sucks. Stop hitting characters, please. Please. He's like, or she says that uh, she lied to Gotten about which port the Argama was in. And he slaps her, calls her a coward, because, like, okay, that's going to get innocents killed. Like, you're still... That's not a solution. You're still getting people hurt and killed from this. And it's the closest one to the city areas, so you're also about to damage the city. Yeah, and she's like, I, Torres, I love you. Like, please, just come with me, escape. And, like, she's, like, on the ground sobbing, and Torres is like, I hate people like you. Like, Torres fucking hates this, and it's, like, rightfully so. And, like, I, I just feel so bad for Cecilia, right? It's like, I know she's not doing a good thing, but, like, I... I I don't know. I, I, I get this helpless situation she's in. You know, it's very oh, hard absolutely. not to empathize with her. It sucks. And like, yeah, like the scene leaves her like she's like on the ground. Like she like runs in tears back to the shuttle. It's just like fucking yikes, dude. Who? She says, God is always mean to me. You're all I have, Torres. And then he leaves her. Yeah, like God. Ugh. Damn. Come on, Gundam. 
That shit hurted. Yeah. And we cut over. Judo, he finally flies out in the double Zeta. He finally finds the elevator that works and escapes. He flies out to stop Gotten. And Gotten at this point is like, okay, we're getting close to crunch time. We have to drive the Cassiopeia over to the Argama. I wonder why he's going to do that. And uh, <clears throat> he, the Axis mobile suits put the ship between them and Judo and kind of use it as a shield. Mm-hmm, uh, but they're mm-hmm. also hurting it to the uh, port 33. Yeah, like, it, they, like they, they do launch it on port 33 and like nothing really happens. And they're like, oh, she fucking lied, of course. But I guess Gotten probably figured she was going to lie. Because again, his contingency plan is dangerous because we do see... She's in the Cassiopeia. She's like arguing with her family and her parents, and like they're mad at her. And she's like, "I'm trying to like save the family or whatever." Blah blah blah. I think she ends up like tripping or something, and like drops the briefcase, and like it opens up a little bit. And hey, not gold bars in there. Nope. Is a bomb. Nope. Yeah. Uh oh, sisters. <laughs> uh oh. <clears throat> Axis stops the Cassiopeia above the Ar- where the Argama is trying to launch, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Judo manages to shoot one of the guys without damaging the Cassiopeia because he's a good little marksman. Yeah, they're like trying to buzz around it and he's like doing a good job aiming and like not, you know, blowing up where the civilians are. And we, we're sort of cutting through because we see uh, Cecilia and she's like just keeps on thinking back to what Torres said about her being a coward. And she's like, I can't be a coward anymore. And she hatches a fucking dangerous plan. She uh, goes to put on a normal suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, like, opens the, like, the side hatch of the Cassiopeia. And Gotten orders his men to return, or they'll be caught in the blast. I think there's only, like, one Gazome left. Like, she's like, you gotta fucking retreat, homie. Yeah. And, uh, Cecilia, now that she has her no- normal suit on. She finds, like, a dispo- like a like a personal vernier off to the side, so she can navigate a little bit. She jumps out of the Cassiopeia and lands on, uh, Nell's mobile suit. Yeah, she grabs a leg of that gazome as it's flying back to Gotten and his guys. Oh, God. And Judo sees that there's a civilian normal suit hanging off of its leg. A uh... Gotten sees Kara running through Anaheim and uh, radios to her that they'll be right back after they destroy the double Zeta. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a big old fireworks show and I'm going to return to pick you up, Lady Kara. Nothing bad's going to happen. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. Judah's still following. He's, like, trying to aim, but he, like, you know, he can't hit it. And he eventually realizes, like, oh, fuck, that's Cecilia on there. What is happening? And he's, like, he wants to cut the leg off of the gazone, but, like, Cecilia's still in the way. He, you know, wants to do everything he can to, like, get her off of that mobile suit because it's flying back to the enemy. Gotten orders all of the cannons on his ship to, uh, you know, aim at Judo at the double Zeta. And and he's you know he's dodging it he's doing a good job there and he's like he still can't really fire back like he he's kind of helpless right now he's like trying he's like kind of frozen guns like no get his ass and he's still dodging but like he can't shoot anything because Cecilia's right there and then the Nell lands his mobile suit on the ship and the timer goes off and the bomb detonates and Cecilia is fucking dead and gotten and his crew are fucking dead. And nobody has any idea this happened except for Judo. Uh, well, we actually, we see Torres laughing because he thinks that they blew themselves God. up. Oh, that part hit so hard. Torres is like, oh, you idiots. And Torres thinks of Cecilia and he's like, oh, well, at least Cecilia is safe aboard the Cassiopeia. I, I wish her a happy and safe and successful life. I hope she can find her peace. Oh! 
And Judo is just frozen and crying, and that's where we end. What what's I think one of the most striking things about the scene is that Judo's like crying, he's seeing this happening, and he says, What a selfish decision. Like after the whole talk of Torres calling Cecilia selfish for trying to run away from her problems, and Cecilia doing the only thing she could do to solve the problem in this case, Judo still doesn't realize and still called herself. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, my heart. I'm making Tax of the Reach Fox face so hard right now. It was rough. Oh, that shit hurted, Jake. There was just oh. so much going on in this episode, and it was all painful. I really hope... I don't want to get my hopes up for double Zeta anymore, but I still hope that next week it's not as the, it's not as heavy as this. Please, just a little bit. Give me some levity. Just an episode or two is all I ask. Yeah, I mean, it is the goofy Gundam show, right? <laughs> remember, remember, this is the funny Looney Tunes Gundam show. It's like a funny cartoon. There's not important, hard-hitting character deaths or anything. God damn, double Zeta, you got me again. Yeesh. <sighs> anyway, this episode fucking good episodes this week, despite the pain. I guess yeah. good episodes, be- good episodes because of the pain. I'll say sometimes you can make like you know not not to be oh if it makes you hurt and feel something it's good TV automatically, but like I think this makes you hurt and feel something in a very well written way. I'll say absolutely, yeah. Um, well, not to not to inject levity, um, <laughs> but I do I do have a no max please for we need today. it <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something different. Well, I'm gonna do something the same and different. This is gonna be a Beyond Toon World, and it's gonna be a different kind of Beyond Toon World because I'm not talking about the Japanese voice actors. I'm talking about the English voice actors. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World. But they don't exist. But that's the thing, Jake. The credits for them do. And I've seen. I've seen clips online. Uh, and, and and the dub of Double Zeta is not good. It's very, very bad and very, very stilted. <laughs> I, I've heard but, some things. Yeah, yeah. But I was still able to look at BehindTheVoiceActors.com, my favorite website, and to see the English voice actors for a couple of the main characters. And when I tell you that these people have been in some fucking roles, oh boy. So I'll, I'll talk about three. I'll talk about three today, okay? So we're talking about Darren Pleven, who's the voice of Judo. We're talking about Russell Waite, who's the voice of Beecha. We're talking about Andrea Kwan, who's the voice of Lena. So, and not only, all these, the dub cast of Double Zeta was pretty small, I guess, because every character voices at least one or two other ones. Because Darren Pleven, I'll start out with, not only does he voice Judo in Double Zeta, he also voiced Bright. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty crazy. And then I'm mean, gonna. This is just gonna be like a one, two, three knockout punch. <laughs> 1993, he voiced Ranma in Ranma One Half. Oh. 2002, he voiced Yusuke in Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh. And also in 2002, he's Inuyasha. Oh shit! Yeah, dog. <laughs> uh, other notable um, roles: 2004, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex. He was Togusa. Uh, and and jumping to last year, 2020, the Tokyo Godfathers movie release dub, he was Gein. So just like, he still active today, which is kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Um, and and, and, and uh, he has come other roles I'll mention afterwards because it kind of leads into it. Next up, we got Russell Waite. And again, these, character, these characters, these voice actors don't really have much of a bio. 
like I, I guess you know they weren't very active or aren't very active so there's not much we know about them that's listed online at least but russell Waite, voice actor of beecha also voice actor of mash Mercello. Ooh, i can't possibly imagine what he sounds like in english i never want to know i want him to be pegasus in my mind forever <laughs> and also in ranma one half so nintendo and tadewaki kuno i barely remember ranma one half i saw it but i've never seen know. it actually 1995, Dragon Ball, he was General Blue. Okay. 2002, Yu Yu Hakusho, he was Kazuma Kuwabara. Oh, shit. <laughs> Inuyasha, he was Seshomaru. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, and case closed, detective show, he was Richard Moore, who was like the, um, like the main uh, detective, not Conan, but like the other guy with a little mustache. Oh, snap. 2004, Ghost Alone, Ghost Alone, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. He was Bato, the guy with the little eyes. Like, and also, 2020, Tokyo Godfathers, he was Hana. How does, and, 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 and this is the fun, this is the fun thing. Darren Pleave and Russell Waite. In the 2006 X-Men Dark Tide video short, they both played a Sentinel. So I guess they're buddies who like to act together? That's, you know what though, that's really cool. And also, I like that. Like, I remember watching um, Yu Yu Hakusho and uh, Inuyasha on Cartoon Network as a kid, and they mm-hmm. weren't awful. So I think it really goes to show like what good and bad direction can do to pretty decent voice actors. Yeah, right. So because I mean, and, I'm not I'm not going to look up how bad the Double Zeta uh, dub is, but I believe yeah, it. Don't. Yeah, right. It's crazy. So okay, fucking get this. I get this. Finally, you're talking about Andrea Kwan, voice of Lena. Also, voice of Ruluka. Also, come on, Karn! Oh my god. And I'm going to... Okay, so so Andrea Kwan, not... Like, she's decently... I don't think she's active nowadays. Um, but 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 she's, she's done a lot of very, very fucking major, like, early 2000s dub roles. Because, starting... Guess what, Jake? Ranma one half. She was the female Ranma. Oh my god. <laughs> 19 Okay, this is going to fucking get you. 1985 Dragon Ball. She was Goku. What? She was little kid Goku in Dragon Ball. Oh my god. 2000 Card Capper Sakura. She was Sakura. Fuck. Fucking fucking Yu Yu Hakusho. She was Sh- Sh- Shizuru Kuwabara. Inuyasha, oh. she was Kagome. Oh Ghost god. in the Shell Stantlode Compact, she was the major Makoto Kusanagi. Oh my god. In Tangatop and Gurren Lagann, she was Nia Temple in what? Andrea Kwan, hello? Wow. Just, I know, it is insane. R- Russell Waite, Andrea Kwan, Darren Pleven, I'm saluting so hard right now. I cannot believe what you've done for early 2000s anime. Thank you so much. <clears throat> what heroes? Oh my god. What absolute legends. Truly heroes. I, oh, yeah, it's just, I, I think we needed a Beyond Toon world of that caliber to kind of lift our spirits after what we just watched. So that, that was a great, that was a great Beyond Toon world. Thank you so much for that. Oh, th- 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 thank you. Thank you for indulging me. I'm glad I was able to find someone who had like insane roles. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know about you, Jake. I feel a lot better now. That, 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 that oh, lifted my yeah. spirits. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, you know, while while we're in while we're in high spirits, we might as well close off with a high note. 
Jake, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the twitters.com at Mr. Jakey Poo. You can also find me on a podcast, Most Foul, where my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books. And I promise that we'll be back soon. I promise. Mm. I, it has to be, or I'm going to go insane. It um, has to be. It's a threat. <laughs> this is a threat to from me to me. <laughs> uh, and then you can also find me on Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast, where I am playing as Seahawk from Shira. Hell yeah. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Maximajillion. I got a couple other podcasts, including Pot of Greed, the world's number one only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast house by Kyber Corp. We're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. The show is maybe better than Duel Monsters. Don't tell me. Don't, don't, don't fucking let them know that you heard it from me, though. That's on I Twitter at Pot of Greedcast. Yeah. Jake agrees. I mean, me, me, Bastion Misawa's there. Water Dragon. We love it. And also, I have a show called Slappers Only, video game music show on podcast. That is at Slappers Only Pod. On Twitter or slappersonlypod.com, we just talked about Monster Hunter World. That episode will be up the day before this episode comes up. So check it nice. out. Listen to it. Uh, our next episode will be on Persona 5. I can say that because that episode will be out then. And that'll be oh. a fucking fun time. The game oh. that invented jazz music. Oh, Max. That makes me so happy. <laughs> oh. I'll be sure to let you know when our questions post goes live so you can send us our takes. Oh, man. That is like one of my all-time soundtracks right there when i um t- t- uh today we're recording this february 3rd um playstation just put out their sort of like year in review thing um and it tells you you know like how much how many hours you played throughout the year what games were your top games my top game was persona 5 royal 150 hours <laughs> that i played this year hell yeah i still haven't gotten royal yet but uh the original oh. has a special place in my heart so, so that's the funny thing about the Slappers episode we're doing is that we're doing only base Persona Five. We're not talking about Royal, which is a shame because like my top three favorite music tracks of Persona Five are in Royal, and I can't talk about them because they're major spoilers. But ah, uh, that's a bummer. That's how you know it's really good. Yeah, like Royal goes fucking hard. So Hell anyway, yeah. check out our shows. Um, this show is also on Noisepace.xyz podcast network made by our friend Matt, who's a living, breathing Nintendo GameCube. We got these shows. We got many, many more at the website. Go hit them up. Check them out. Give them your patronage because podcasting is what we all need in these trying times. Uh, one last order of business. I have an important question for you, Jake, my friend. Yes. What's that robot of the week? Would you believe that I am super prepared for this? Ah, oh, hit me. Um, so it's, um, it's, uh, uh, hmm. Actually, I, that was a ruse. Mm. <clears throat> it's definitely not Craig. <laughs> Get his ass. <laughs> um, no, my robot of the week is, uh, do y'all remember those <clears throat> super god mega whatever Transformers we talked about last week? I oh, wouldn't watch some. Vi- like super god beast gear whatever i went and watched some videos on those and it was it was a pretty rad and i think i might actually end up watching that series so hell uh, yeah i'm just gonna say optimus prime because he's my boy and um we love him and but specifically optimus prime from whatever the hell that show is called (laughs) transformers god complex (laughs) <laughs> uh, whatever thank you optimus prime thanks fucking peter cullen i guess no fucking no i'm out of water my voice is all scratchy now uh all right jake let's bring it to the close as we always say in the words of in the words of inuyasha war is bad welcome robot down boy 